on today's show, the Florida Panthers survive game three of the Stanley Cup final with numerous penalty trouble, but with clutch goaltending, they were able to tie this game late and win once again in overtime. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Friday, June 9th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers and on Instagram as well at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come here to get your daily Florida Panthers fix. Wow. Uh, what a game last night. Uh, ups, downs, a lots of emotions going into the game, of course, with the pregame uh, festivities of, of and uh, adding the sound system to the arena. So that arena was just ringing last night as well. And grateful to be at the game and grateful to be back in South Florida recording this, recording actually this from my home town in Kendall so shout out to all my people from Kendall and shout out to all my people from the hammocks specifically shout out to you guys and grateful to be bringing you the this show to break down this Florida Panthers three to two overtime win over the Vegas Golden Knights but it is a Friday which means it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast Nick Fairbanks is here Nick welcome to the show on a victory Fairbanks Friday first Stanley Cup victory in Panthers history and it couldn't have come at a better time and the Con Smythe eligible players for the Panthers came to play and put them over the top you, you said it best uh, at, at first no, no doubt with uh, every everyone who was in the conversation when when you needed the most they were they were there to to make the difference and to keep the Panthers in it but I mean Really, in the beginning of this hockey game, I mean, it was really the, it was the Panthers who were the one coming out firing. And they only allowed Vegas to get only one shot on goal for the first like ten ish uh, minutes. They were controlling the neutral zone. That was the real important part of of the game for for the Florida Panthers before the Vegas Golden Knights uh, went on a on a little bit of a, of a of a run of, of of getting their shots on goal and. And of course, early on, a few minutes into the game, Brandon Montour uh, gets uh, gets a goal where uh, where Kachuk retrieves the puck, gets it to Montour with traffic in front. And Brandon Montour spoke after the game that that was for his uh, baby boy Kai Wade uh, there, <laughs> as he is a new father uh, now, uh, with his son coming into the world. But just with with the wheels kind of falling off a little bit for the Panthers with getting in penalty trouble. I mean, the, the second period alone, 10 minutes of 30 and 36 seconds of the second period was spent at five on five only Nick and the Panthers were in a whole bunch of penalty trouble. Anthony Duclair um, gets a, gets a trip call where his foot is in, in the way I believe it was, uh, it was on, I believe it was on McNabb, I believe, 
but um but he he gets an untimely penalty there's an untimely penalty by Barkoff as well uh right into right into low slot um Anton Lindell gets a slash uh in in the late game situation as well and it there, this was not a night and we'll get to one specific penalty in a, in a bit though the one towards the end of the third period but this was a night mm-hmm. where as as much as we've complained about officiating the panthers shot themselves in the foot for most of the night and they uh they they uh they they let vegas get uh multiple power plays and the panthers they just uh they couldn't get out of their own way. It felt like an implosion at times during game three. Definitely did. The Florida Panthers, unfortunately, during this series, have looked like they've reverted back to their regular season form, uh, taking undisciplined penalties and not being able to control uh, the flow of play. Not what we've been used to this postseason where they've basically just taken the bull by the horns and controlled the neutral zone and you know dictated play. The amount of penalties that you that one team's taken in a Stanley Cup final in a, in a must-win game, it's just it's unimaginable how many penalties that they took. And they're very fortunate and lucky that they were able to walk away with the win and make this a series. So I, I really hope that the coaching staff has a talk with them, although it's been a thing all season, that yeah. they need to be more disciplined and that they need to, you know, have cooler heads. You know, it looks like Vegas is calm, cool, and collected. You know, they're not, you know, going after guys or they're not feeding into, um, you know, chirping. I mean, there was a uh, play, I think, where Tuchuk was chirping at Petrolangelo, and you just see him just skate off, not even acknowledge it. So I would like to see that from Florida moving forward. Yeah, and I remember there was a, I believe it was game two, where Jonathan Marchessault, uh goes up to Ryan Lomberg after hit is like um calling him little man here so really really it it was a uh, the Vegas Golden Knights they don't they don't seem too phased by the Florida Panthers throughout the no. series even 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 with a loss and we we can we we can we can say say that as far as as far as their their confidence level I mean they they were they obliterated this team in the first two games and they they had a chance to 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 take it to a three nothing series lead. I, I mean, but the but Sergey Borovsky. I mean, the the amount of times he was positionally sound. There was one where he was trying to catch it with his glove, and then mm-hmm. um, and then the Vegas Golden Knights had a second opportunity. Uh, there was one where uh, where Chandler Stevenson was up in front, uh, um, and and the he who was picking up the loose change and. And also, w- w- it wasn't him picking up the loose change. It was a, it was a, it was a setup by Stone. It was, it was in the slot. Mm-hmm. He, he deflects it into Chandler Stevenson's stick. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, watching this series, I don't watch the Vegas Golden Knights every single day, but see, but the Mark Stone's game is just incredible to watch. And that that setup from him to Stevenson in the late in the late parts of the first in the first period. Even though Bob saved that, it's just like my goodness, the the, the top end talent that Vegas has. It's just, it's just the Florida with Bob, with Bob's ability to still be positionally sound, and also with Bob being just so locked in mm-hmm. as well. That is why the Panthers are able to come out with this win. Definitely, the play that you're speaking about, where you know the puck was given to Stone, and he just deflects it 
right over. He's been amazing this series. And, um, you know, I, I said in the chat late last night that I hate Stone. He's been a problem. And that's probably the greatest compliment I can give a player is that if I don't like you and there's no personality issue that I have with you, it means you're doing something right against the Florida Panthers. So um, hats off to him. He's, you know, he's doing everything he should be doing as a two-way forward and as the captain of the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, that play itself, Bob, I think, kind of settled the team after that and really kind of just was able to lock in uh, the rest of the game. I mean, you know, you can't blame him on the power play. Um, you know, I, I don't even know if he saw the shot or he just, he wasn't fast enough to get over. And the, the first goal, what are you going to do? I mean, stone was in front and he deflected at five hole. So, uh, definitely a much improved Bob from game to game mm-hmm. and just hoping that he can keep it going consistently, uh, here going into game four. Yeah, and there was a there was one where I said uh, it was a save of the night where McNabb was left all alone uh, at the bottom of the circle, and Bob saved it with his mask, and then and then uh, and then later on, uh, Gudis loses the puck in the neutral zone, and then uh, and then and then we talk about the the glove, uh, him unable to save it with the with the glove as well, but also um, also a, a backhand opportunity from. Nicholas Waugh as 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 the the puck was uh, loose loose in front as well, but the the best the I think the penalty kill that that really changed the Panthers, uh, kind of the momentum was the the one when Ekblad went to the box as well. The, that one I felt that the Panthers were starting to really uh, change the momentum here, and also with that with that call that the that the Panthers <laughs> uh, went to the box for when uh, when when it was Forsling that went to the box for a quote unquote tripping call um, mm-hmm. on, on Stevenson when he actually tripped on his own skates. The, the Panthers, they didn't give up. They, they didn't give up a single shot on goal um, at going into going into overtime. And Eric Stahl had a big block um, there in, in overtime, just incredible. And the Panthers also survived Matt Kachuk leaving a little bit. We'll talk about that in segment number two more, uh, mm-hmm. but just with, with, the, the different types of adversity with line changes as well. Sam Reinhardt going to the top line as well to start the third period, putting putting Kachuk together right before Bob was coming off for the extra skater to get Carter Hagee in. Carter Hagee going on the power play um, when Chucky was out. You know, you dealt with different type of, of lineup tweaks too in this game. And the Panthers, they they were able to dig deep and come out come out with getting the tie and and the win, which now the Florida Panthers are seven and zero in overtime, my friend. It's just they're comfortable in this situation. They are, but it doesn't make it any easier for the fans right now. No doubt. <laughs> uh I, I and most of the guys in the uh, chat last night probably were giving up probably about halfway through the third period just because Vegas has done such a great job at controlling the neutral zone and also blocking every shot. Uh, I wanted to comment that the Montour goal was, I think, the first time Florida's actually been able to score a goal with traffic in front and just beating Hill cleanly. Um, you know, and that's a testament saying just because they weren't able to block it and mm-hmm. Hill couldn't see it. So if they if we can generate more of that and just get shots off quicker instead of holding it, I think they'll have more success. But, you know, we may win, but I may die. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, five on five shot attempts were forty nine to thirty seven, and uh, on the night, um, thirty one to seventeen uh, blocks in favor of Vegas. But hey, that means that the Florida Panthers, the the pan the puck was in the Vegas zone for for a good portion of time on on Thursday night. But we're gonna transition over to segment number two. We're gonna discuss more of the penalty kill, what what they've said after the game, and we're gonna discuss how the Florida Panthers can continue this into game four. We're going to discuss this next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bird Dog. And Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts can do the exact same thing like the Lunamon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud-knit fabric that looks like the khakis, but stretches to get you slimmer without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool, dry, all day long. Show yourself wearing Bird Dogs on camera and talk about how they look better on on you with old, stiff cotton. Go to birddogs.com and look and slash locked on NHL and enter promo code locked on NHL to get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Segment number two here on this Friday, June 9th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Uh, I have Nick Fairbanks here to break down this three to two overtime win over the Vegas Golden Knights. So Paul Maurice had kind of the ultimate FU moment in the press conference uh, talk after the game saying, do you guys want to know who's going to start in game four? And he's like, oh, that, that was a little mean. That was a little mean. Uh, so it was a it was kind of message sending to the people who were going to doubt Sergei Bobrovsky. I mean, we have spoke many times well, you you and I off camera and also all the, the guests I've had on, on the show prior to this game about not, not blaming Sergey Bobrovsky on the night about how the Panthers and the and the and their ability to get in front of pucks as well. I mean the power play goal uh that, that Jackel, Jack Eichel set up Jonathan Marshall so great great feed um from the corner to a centering feed, which maybe could have had Lundell um, maybe reach out to stick with his stick and, and deflect that pass. But outside of that, with, with Ekblad screening Bob and Bob not seeing it, the, the, the Florida Panthers were not, were not allowing to, to leave their goalie dry as far as his ability to see, to see pucks. And especially on the penalty kill um, puck movement was very fast for the Vegas golden Knights. Uh, on the night but even with even with their their a lot of uh time on the power play uh six shots on goal uh for for the vegas golden knights and 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 all and some of them were where they were held shotless too so you got to give credit to the florida panthers d as far as as far as that and sergey bobrovsky he was able to see pucks on the night Oh wait, hold on, you're muted. Oh, there you go. 
that is the difference between games one and two is that Bob was able to seek more pucks. He was able to make saves, but let's not kid ourselves. Bob hasn't been bad at all this series. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you said, the team basically has left him out to dry the first two games. I know that, you know, his goals against look like it was the opposite, but to be honest with you, like all, it just seems like every uh, commenter on the Panthers or who's watching the series right now, who has some pull say that, you know, regular season Bob's back. I haven't gotten that feeling at all. Um, Mm. He's still locked in. It's just the result isn't there. That's the only difference. So the team is what has changed and how they're playing the game right now. They're being out physical. Let's be honest. Vegas is taking it to them. And secondly, uh, Vegas's forecheck is much more aggressive than what they probably were expecting. So that plays a lot into, you know, how Bob uh, is going to be looked at and how he's going to play. So at the end of it, um, you know, the team did what they had to do and, you know, they cleaned up a little bit of what they did in the first and second game and it, they came out with a win. So they can build on that and let's see what they can do for game four. Yeah, um, and I asked. I was. I had the pleasure of Alec, uh, asking Alexander Barkov after the game about how his team has been able to reset despite going down, going to the box a bunch of times. And he said, "Quote: We like to cut those in half. We have to learn from that. I think in crucial moments, in overtime, and in some other moments, the PK can get us momentum." Close quote. And mm-hmm. like I met, like I mentioned, when the Panthers killed that Ekblad penalty, and then the the one tripping call. They were, they they have been able to mentally reset for for the most part and when when the when the puck's not in your end and your and your goaltender is having to sprawl out for saves a whole bunch of times and we spoke about how Bob has lost loses about 10 15 pounds per game as as well <laughs> that that is playing a a big part in the Panthers getting getting their confidence going in them and listen um the Panthers were the Panthers were a, a goal with an extra attacker away from being down three nothing. Let's not kid ourselves. Let let's mm-hmm. let's really not kid ourselves here. Uh, but 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 really, when when your goaltender is just when your goaltender is uh, is just as as hot as uh, as can be, you you can you it, it reflects through the through the other parts of the team the confidence as well i mean we saw with the verhage shot from the right wing circle uh which aiden hills the, the thing that all three goals that the panthers scored on tonight aiden hills eyes were taken away the mm-hmm. panthers were not doing that in games one and two mm-hmm. so that that is the first the, the first one um montour from 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 the left side traffic in front Verhage, a, a rebound, and then Chucky's right there. Who else but Chucky? And then mm-hmm. from the high slot, Chucky with the screen in front. You're taking the eyes away, and mm-hmm. just when, when you're able to do that, it's 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 a great winning formula. Even though it might be stressful, like you said, we might die. You you they you might have a little bit of doubt going into the last few minutes of the game before pulling the extra attacker. But hey. Um, the Panthers, they they continue that never say die mentality. Seven and zero in in overtime this postseason. Um, Palmer's tying Doug McLean in mm-hmm. playoff wins in franchise history as well. It it's all just comes comes together in, in a time like this. And listen, um, the leadership. The, I, we 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 don't necessarily know what's 
what they say when the cameras are, are, are not there. But it is so reflective on how great the leadership is when, when, when they're just talking amongst themselves. It is. And, you know, they never give up. You know, you look at game five in Boston, uh, they're able to get that game tied and go into overtime. Thank God, you know, Marshan, you know, didn't score, you know, <laughs> earlier, um, you know, in, in that series to end it. But they just won't die. And, um, you know, I'll say this about Matthew to Chuck. The fact that he went out with an injury and we didn't know what was going on. Uh, there was reports that it was a shoulder and then, you know, we didn't know if it was a concussion or not. And the fact is, is that if he didn't come back, Florida would be down three, nothing right now. I couldn't I mean, agree more. Yeah. So he is still the heart and soul of this team. He's the one that drives everybody. Everybody follows him. What They'll go where he goes. So it was very, it was very happy. I was very happy, sorry, to see that he came back in the second period and was able to not only get the game tying goal, and he's got the flair for that, just you know, being in tight pressure situations to be able to score, but also then setting up his other teammates in order for them to be successful. I mean, I think that's the second or third time now that he's screened a goalie for Verhage to score uh, a big goal. So he's Verhage scored game seven against Boston, scored game three here. So maybe it's a recipe. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna get more into Carter Hage and how and and the history that Carter Hage has had in the Stanley not only with the Florida Panthers but in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're gonna discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're gonna tell you all about Game Time and buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets with their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deep deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, hockey, comedy, concerts, and more. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email download the game time app today create an account use code lockdownnhl to get twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code lockdownnhl for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed segment number three here on this friday june 9th edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast it is a fairbanks friday edition of the show where nick fairbanks is here to continue recapping this Three to two, Florida Panthers overtime win over the Vegas Golden Knights in after Game Three of the Stanley Cup Final. And Jameson Olive uh, posted a a tweet last night about how Carter Verhage is the only player in NHL history to score multiple OT goals in consecutive playoffs per NHL PR, and uh, just mm. with what happened in the capital series uh twice actually uh boston game seven here um i didn't even mention um brandon montour that was his first goal since game one of the toronto series too so welcome yeah. back to the score sheet brandon montour um but also i spoke to i spoke to someone in the media room yesterday who gave me an interesting stat so i'm not i'm not going to take any credit for this it was greg wasinski of espn um and he pointed out 
that Bruce Cassidy teams, Bruce Cassidy coach teams in the postseason, going into the second period, Bruce Cassidy coach teams are 25 and one going into last night. So <laughs> it, it, interesting how the, the, Florida Panthers were were able to put a two on, on there and listen. I mean, you even look at the you even look at the possession numbers for for the Panthers in in at five on five in in the third third period. I mean, it was going well well in their favor. Where which uh, which uh, the the Panthers were outshot, tempting them nineteen to nine in in mm-hmm. the. But of course, the shot on actual shot on goals were five to four with the amount of blocks and missing the net <laughs> but hey the the panthers were con- controlling the play of course the vegas golden knights were maybe trying to play a little shutdown d uh too as well even even with the one goal lead but hey the it, the, the panthers were still able to to uh break through and still able to help help their help their goaltender and of course with the different adjustments too for for that. So just an interesting stat there for for Carver Hage, what he's done. The the stat of Bruce Cassidy led teams. It's just incredible that that the Panthers find themselves here. And I'll give you another stat. And I was looking it up this morning because I just I had this like feeling in the back of my head because I was thinking like, you know, Florida has not won in Vegas right Mm-mm. at all since their existence. Well, Vegas has only won one game in Florida. So the opposite or the, I guess the effect is that both teams are not good away from their own arena when they play each other. So uh, maybe that's a little note to think about for game four, but it kind of came close uh, here in game three to being the opposite. But I I just think that there's something about home cooking and being away uh, that far uh, from your home and not being able to, I guess, adjust all the way. But Carter Verhage, what can we say? Uh, Captain Clutch besides Chuck right now. And just always being in the spotlight as well when they need him. Um, he's probably scored the biggest goals in Panthers playoff history. I mean, you talk about the Washington Capitals series last year, finally breaking through. Then you get this Boston one, which I think, <laughs> I think that's the biggest one because that just that ended an entire um, juggernaut right there. And then you have this one to give the Florida Panthers their first. Stanley Cup final win. So mm. you can't say enough about him. Uh, he just he seems to peak when it matters most. Um, but at the same time, they picked up Bob last night. Bob, Bob deserved the win by all mm. means. So um, from that, I, I hope Florida can build on this and uh, be able to uh, find a better way rather than waiting till two minutes left to tie the game and win in overtime. First Stanley Cup final win mm-hmm. and first game hosted in the Stanley Cup final at FLA Live Arena. And I uh, I asked Paul Maurice at Morning Skate about how he felt <laughs> about about coming back to this venue regardless of circumstances. I, I put that part in, in 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 the in the question, but Paul Maurice, media darling Paul Maurice, even <laughs> even said that we we are even excited even with the circumstances about how I'm not gonna impersonate his voice, but you know, when when a stick break when a stick breaks, you hear the oohs and ahs. But then when it, when it's your team doing it, you you get that the fieriness of the crowd behind you, and and just experiencing that 
uh, really in, in person last night. It's just you, you see that when the Panthers got their got their key kills and 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 all you 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 saw how the Florida Panthers were able to just continue to just push through and all. And I didn't even mention that the Panthers they didn't give up a single uh, goal at five on five. And mm-hmm. I had a comment on a, on on the YouTube uh, cha- channel yesterday after my conversation with Doug Plagans is like. Oh, what are you talking about? If the Florida Panthers keep it at five on five, have you seen Vegas' shooting percentages? How they've outscored their teams? I'm like, sure, uh, okay, I, I, I can, I can understand that. Why, why you're saying that? But just, go, but then you, you have a game like this being played, and it's very, very, very reminiscent of game of game one of the Eastern Conference Final, where, where <laughs> the, the 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 middle of the ice wasn't necessarily open for the most part less open mm-hmm. than it was in games one and two and 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 your goaltender coming up clutch and so it it comes down it comes down to the florida panthers still with the ability to keep this at five on five because i'm still gonna go down that hill i'm still gonna die on that hill with even though the vegas golden knights do have the advantage in d forwards they don't have the advantage in goal. I'm and and that is the Panthers do have the most important advantage in the series. So you keep it at five on five, you will give your chance yourself a chance regardless of Vegas's shooting percentage numbers going into 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 this uh into game four. Definitely. And I'm looking back on uh maybe some of the games, you know, um Vegas wins game one two to five, they win game two, two to seven, and then they lose three to two. What do all those games have in common? Two power play goals in Mm -hmm. each game. So it tells you that, again, Boston lived and died by the power play against the Florida Panthers. Toronto tried, (laughs) uh, weren't too successful. Uh, Carolina tried as well, uh, weren't too successful. But this is giving me the vibes of Boston. Again, like we're going to take penalties. They're going to score on them. We're not going to have the best penalty kill, but at least five on five, we're probably going to be the, we're probably going to be about even, if not a little bit better. And as you said, you know, we, we have probably the better goaltender. Hill is on a, you know, a hot streak right now, and we know what that's like, trust me. But at the same time, I think we have a better chance of making him look human in the next couple of games to kind of bring him down to earth. And that all starts with staying out of the box, putting screens on and just playing smart hockey. Also, one more thing before we get out of here that I appreciated that Paul Marie shared on the night about the Panthers' ability to come back in games. Yeah, they they were the ones to get out to the early lead. But, of course, with the two unanswered goals uh, in in the first period and then going into the second, he shared what the Florida Panthers went through last season with their 24 come from behind wins and even though the personnel has changed mm-hmm. a bit and of course the coaching has changed that ha- he he pointed that out and that means something that has to mean something i know the florida panthers struggled to when they fell behind especially going into the third period i mean they didn't get their first win when trailing after the second period until that boston game on the 28th which once again that was the the game that changed the florida panthers this season but 
the the fact that the Florida Panthers over the last two two years went through their fair share of ad- adversity as far as playing from behind and being comfortable. That is another thing, comfortable in playing from behind. And I think it, it's it's just well worth sharing as far as how the Panthers went when if they're within a goal, you you can't you can't count them out. No, you can't. And the the thing that I I want to point out is after the Boston series, you know, Florida looked okay being down in games. Like they didn't look flustered. They didn't look like oh well, this is it. You know, we can't do that. Uh, I, I think the first two games in this series were the opposite. I, I think that they kind of got down on themselves and they didn't really have too much to push back with. Um, I mean, considering the scores, but this game, I think after the second period, as you said, you know, they got rid of that Ekblad penalty. They're able to start moving. They're able to start really pushing and they controlled most of the third period. It's just shots were not going in shots were not getting to the net. And, you know, that didn't deter them. You know, they finally got a shot through it hit Hill and it went right on to, to Chuck's stick. So, they're sticking with the program right now, and I think they're starting to possibly believe now. They, they have this win under their belt. That pressure's gone, and hopefully they can still stay loose and have fun with this because, you know, the fans are behind them. I know the coaching staff's behind them. And Bob, right now, he, he will take them to the promised land if he keeps playing the way he does. They just need to help him. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, that, and that's the key. And uh, the Florida Panthers – they're at least guaranteed to go back to Vegas for a game five. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully with a win, hopefully with a win on Saturday, which that will be our next show, which will be a post game show uh, there. No, no show on Saturday morning, but you could guarantee at least a game six back in sunrise, Florida. And that's one thing you could only hope for uh, it for, for the Florida Panthers as no team has lost at home. That has been, Yep. the key and Panthers five and three at home to, and to think that they started off zero and two against Boston and just what they've been able to do carrying over, even though they, their road winning streak ended in games one and two, you, you still respond in different areas of, of your game and throughout this postseason as well. But Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the locked on Florida Panthers podcast to recap a, three to two overtime win over the Vegas Golden Knights to bring it to a two, one series deficit for the cats. So Nick, tell everybody where they can follow you online. Armando, thank you again for having me on uh, for the first Stanley cup win of the Florida Panthers. It's been a pleasure uh, doing this all season with you and all through the, the postseason. And if anybody wants to follow, um, I am at Prudential zero on Twitter. So looking forward to seeing what the cats can do over the next week. Hopefully we can have another post game or another chat. Awesome, Nick. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next week, my friend. See you next week. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steve Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. 
Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listener of the day. And every day, make sure you come back for Saturday night's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast as Florida Panthers historian Francisco Aporta will be joining me on Saturday night to recap game four of the Stanley Cup final between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day.